Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, June 25th, 2021. This is the Second Half Podcast. I'm Tom Powell, and if you're listening to this, as always, that means you made it through another week, and margaritas are in order. It's kind of stunning to me that it is June 25th. That's the last Friday in June. That's it. The, 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 the year is half over. This year just seems to be flying by. Um, and maybe it's because we're comparing it against 2020, which seemed to drag by because nobody could do shit. Uh, but this one, this is an interesting year. It's a year like no other, in, in our family anyway, in that we've got more doctors and hospital visits than ever before. The year is absolutely flying by. Uh, we're, we're spending in a stratospheric rate. Which is fine. We make the money to do so. It's just it's all new territory. It's all new territory. So here's to 2021 being a a bitch of a new experience. Don't worry. It's just water. I'm not gonna sit here and do a Friday morning podcast and get tanked with you guys. Uh, we are gonna probably spark up some dubage here in a minute though, because holy. F- Fuck, do we got a lot to talk about. Um, but before we do that, real quickly, for the people who find me or are finding me for the first time, um, let me tell you a couple of things that you need to be made aware of. First of all, this is an amateur podcast. It is not professionally done. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It is literally just me ranting into a microphone in my home office about shit that I want to talk about. That's all. That's all, that's all this is. You're going to hear some background noise. You're going to hear the doorbell ring. The dogs go nuts. The kid come and ask me for something. Just deal with it. It's just an amateur podcast. That's all it is. Uh, The second thing I need to inform you of, if you're finding me for the first time, is uh, you need to go find my website. Check things out over there. That would be oldhippymedia.com. Oldhippymedia.com. Well, you're, where you're going to find more things about me, you're going to find my social media, where you can follow me on social media, you'll find my YouTube channel, you'll find my blog, you'll find my merch store, I've got 160 different items for you guys to choose from, you'll find links on where you could buy my first two books, yes, I have self-published two books, working on number three, uh, my first two books are entitled A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead. And Dearest Renee, Letters from the Coronavirus War of 2020. So head over to oldhippymedia.com and grab yourself a, either an ebook or a paperback copy of that book and maybe a t shirt to go with it. I don't know. It's enough pimping myself out. You guys know the website, you know where it's at. Let's get to the shit that happened this week because there is a lot to cover. Jesus Christ, it seems like. Um, an unusually large amount of stupidity unleashed itself. Uh, first thing I'd like to talk to you about real quickly is just uh, my really expensive Thursday this week. Uh, I made a TikTok about it, um, but if you don't follow me on TikTok and you just listen to the podcast, so be it. Um, this past Thursday, yesterday, um, started out with you know the usual everyday expenses had to sign the kid up, the, the lad, our youngest, up for round two of swimming lessons. It's a quick $54 early in the morning, but no big deal. 
And, uh, you know, then the lawn guy came by, cut the lawn, no biggie. Knew he was coming. We're under 100. It's solid. It's having a good Thursday. And then we got the uh, $6,000 bill for our middle child's tuition for the STEM boarding school she attends. And that's when things started to go off the rails. Because uh, not only did, uh, did we get the $6,000 bill, but when signing up for the payment plan, they actually took the whole six grand rather than the deposit. So that was a fun little moment of insanity on Thursday for my wife to deal with as I was dealing with the washing machine that died. Yeah, that was another 1100 real quick. So, yeah, we had ourselves a nice little $8,000 Thursday. And all of that was before noon. So, you know, my, uh, my insurance agent, when I spoke to her, uh, and told her how everything was going right around lunchtime. She said, just don't open any mail for the rest of the day. I said, it's too late. I already got the mail, and I already got the first bill for the new fucking car I bought. I just, you know, I bought the 21 Jeep uh, Cherokee, and the first bill arrived, so it's like, eh, fuck it. You know, every now and again, you have one of those days. And the 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 interesting part about having those days now is that we're financially prepared for it now. We're financially able to, you know, oh, fuck it. It was eight grand today. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Five years ago, that would have been a completely different story. Completely different story. Ten years ago, not a chance in hell. Not a chance in hell. First of all, we wouldn't even be getting a, a bill for a, a $6,000 STEM boarding school because that wouldn't have been an option. So while I bitch about my very expensive Thursday, because you know what? It was a bit of a fist fucking. Um, I got to tell you, I, I really got nothing to complain about in life because uh, we're able to make those things happen, and, and that's kind of the point of being at this point in your life is that you shouldn't have to bitch about those things. But still, whew, let me tell you. Yeah, I came home and uh, hit the good leaf real fucking quick. It's like, we're just going to go ahead and erase all of this. But we're not going to talk anymore about the family. we got plenty of news stories that we need to cover. Uh, before we get into the political stuff, let's go ahead and talk briefly, just briefly, about the Britney Spears situation that's going on um i'm sure you guys have seen it on whatever social media app that you're currently on uh the court case that's currently going on in regards to britney spears um uh, forget what they call it is a conservative ship or a it's a legal standing in which her father gets to uh uh, legal ruling in which or uh, agreement in which her father gets to basically control her. For, for if I'm just going to dumb this down for people on my intelligence level, okay? Her father has uh, a, a legal right to control her because she went off the rails a while back and had herself a bit of a meltdown, and so they were concerned about her mental health, and they are now controlling her. Only it doesn't seem like it's about her mental health anymore. It just seems like it's about the control and the money. And I'm still reading to get caught up on all of this. So I don't know everything that's going on here. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about this in too much detail. I am going to say that I think it's fucking batshit insane. 
that a father gets to legally control whether or not his 39-year-old daughter gets to remove her IUD because she wants to have a kid. That, that's just fucking batshit crazy to me. There, there's there's absolutely no reason for that. And if she's that fucking in need of somebody watching over her at all times, then there are other ways of doing that would be my guess. But my goodness. It, it seems like Britney Spears' father is, in my opinion, basically uh, a slave owner. He just drives her schedule, tells her where to be, tells her what to sing, tells her what to do, and um, gets to literally control her body, which is fucking crazy. So go ahead and chalk me up as being part of the free Britney side because I can't, I can't get down with that kind of bullshit. Now, like I said, I don't know too much about it, so I'm not going to go on and talk about it. I'm just going to offer those words and say that I hope this works out for the best for her and I hope her father seeks the help he clearly needs as he is a controlling prick uh, in other news the Supreme Court ruled against the NCAA this week on compensation in some areas so uh, it was a unanimous decision which let's be honest are rare the Supreme Court upheld a federal court ruling that the NCAA violated antitrust law by placing limitations on education-related benefits that the schools can provide to athletes. Now, this ruling allows for schools to provide essentially unlimited compensation as long as that compensation is education-related. So, if there's something that that is required from a financial standpoint to assist and further the education of the student-athlete, the Supreme Court says it can now proceed. Now, this does open the door for paying athletes outright, and that's something that Brett Kavanaugh, of all fucking people, hinted at in a separate opinion. Okay, so uh, the, 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 the main opinion was written on the case, as always happens, and then justices have an opportunity to write a separate opinion if they so chose, choose, chose, choose, whatever, you know what I'm saying, and Kavanaugh chose to do so. And in this dissent, if you or not dissent, the separate opinion, if you have an opportunity to go read the separate opinion, basically what he is saying in the separate opinion is that um, this was a very narrow ruling, and it was a unanimous ruling, and that the, the court is basically waiting for a case to make its way to their attention in front of them that is a wider-reaching overall compensation for athletes case. And he hinted in this separate decision that um, the justices, the court may very well vote the same way to just flat-out allow paying of athletes. So the way I read it, and there are people on, on some of these social media apps that are far better at, at uh, uncovering and explaining all of the shit that goes on in these Supreme Court cases. Uh, there's somebody on TikTok named Lissa Jo Stewart who is absolutely phenomenal at the Supreme Court case stuff. And you should go like follow her for better breakdowns. But the way I read it is the Supreme Court is basically just itching to 
legalize paying athletes. And they're just waiting for the right case to get there. So uh, my guess is uh, athletes, college athletes will be getting paid some form of actual cash compensation within my lifetime. Now, we got to move on to the crazy news. You know that we got to because there's a lot of it. And it all revolves around the Republicans. So, I, I, this list of shit that I have here is just... just hang on a second here. Let me just roll through this. Li- Goodness gracious. All right. Let's get into this. Uh, we're going to start in Trump land. Because, you know, we're going to go all the way back to last Sunday to begin this whole string of bullshit crazy, uh, which was Father's Day. And we're going to start it with uh, Trump releasing a uh, Father's Day statement, uh, word salad, asking the quote-unquote losers of the world to maybe one day get together, work for the betterment of society. How, how do you ask people that you're calling losers to come together with you? <laughs> and now, in Trump land news, we, we hear that Ivanka and Jared are starting to distance themselves. So there have been some reports that have come out that have been confirmed by a couple of different news sources that according to 12 former Trump White House officials, former family, friends, and acquaintances, and member of Trump's internal team, the Kushners are trying to distance themselves from Trump for his constant complaining and bitching and griping about a stolen election and his inability to move on from the damn thing. And he's beginning to distance himself from them, or at least from him. And now that he is openly questioning to his the inner circle Jared's role in his presidential legacy. And let's just be honest, we all know what that means. That means in the near future, everything that ever went wrong in the Trump presidency, Trump is going to try and pin on Jared Kushner because he's a rabid piece of shit who never takes responsibility for his own actions. And if this reporting is as accurate as it seems to be, Jared's about ready to be thrown under the bus. Which means his daughter's most likely going to go under the bus with him. Which is going to get things interesting. But remember, remember, my theory about the kids eventually turning on Trump, that's all just bullshit. Just ask the GOP experts all over TikTok. So watch this space, I guess, for for more on that. In more Trumpland news, we have Rudy Giuliani being temporarily barred from practicing law in his home state of New York, which is just delicious. So we're going to start getting into the really good news now, so hang on one second because this is going to require a hit. Or two or three. So wherever you are, you're listening to this podcast, grab your doobage in whatever format that you have it in, whether that be bong, bowl, joint, blunt, I don't give a fuck. Maybe you're a dab person. 
Maybe you're an edible person. Grab it and take a hit or a bite. Because these stories are only going to get fucking slightly crazier from here on out. Okay. The New York Supreme Court issued a decision on Thursday saying that it had found, quote, uncontroverted evidence, unquote, that Giuliani made, and I quote, demonstrably false and misleading statements to courts, lawmakers, and the public at large, unquote, on behalf of his client, then-President Donald Trump, and created a, quote, narrative that due to widespread voter fraud, victory in the 2020 United States presidential election was stolen from his client, end quote. Once again, those aren't my words. Those are the words of the New York Supreme Court. Let me read those words again. In their decision, they found, quote, uncontroverted evidence, unquote, that Giuliani made, quote, demonstrably false and misleading statements to courts, lawmakers, and the public at large, unquote. Let's stop right there. That is the Supreme Court of the state of New York publicly stating that they have evidence that Rudy Giuliani purposely lied to courts and lawmakers. That's disbarment, ladies and gentlemen. This temporary, he can't practice law until we figure out what we're going to do with him thing ends up with him being permanently disbarred. Trust me on that. And it goes on, once again, to say that he created a, quote, narrative that due to widespread voter fraud, victory in the 2020 United States presidential election was stolen from his client. That is the United States Supreme Court saying this is all bullshit, and we're going to start punishing people who push this bullshit. The first thing I would say in regards to this news story is if I'm Sidney Powell, I'm shitting egg rolls right now. Because the court system is done playing this game. The court system is done listening to bullshit lawyers argue bullshit propaganda for a bullshit client. And they are going to start taking people's law licenses as the federal government begins to lock up insurrectionists, which we're going to talk about in a minute. They're done with this bullshit. So you guys can keep hooting and hollering and ranting and raving into your ticky-tockies about how there was 18,000 fraudulent votes in Georgia and they found 247,000 fraudulent votes in Arizona and our Lord and Savior Donald Jesus H. Christ Trump is going to be reinstalled as the Supreme Leader on August 30th, 40th. Whatever the fuck it is that pops into your feeble, feeble little pea brain. But it's over. And the court systems are beginning to hand out the punishment for the bullshit that's been spread. So that's the first thing. If I'm Sidney Powell, I'm shitting egg rolls, right? I, I, I'm seriously thinking about getting the fuck out of the country. The second thing I would say is, uh, you remember when uh, Donnie told us how he hires nothing but the best people? Only the best people. Think about this, if you will, for a moment. His last three lawyers, Cohen, Giuliani, 
Sidney Powell. They are convicted on federal crimes and thrown in jail. Not allowed to practice law. Number one, what Cohen, convicted on federal crimes and thrown in jail. Number two, Giuliani, not allowed to practice law pending his disbarment. And number three, the Kraken, Sidney Powell, had to walk into a federal courtroom and admit to a federal judge that all 60-plus cases that she walked into a courtroom with were bullshit and she made it all up. And nobody with any common sense would ever think that she was actually telling the truth. That's Donnie's crack legal team. In jail, can't practice law, had to admit they were lying. Only the best people, right? Only the best lying people. Mm. Rudy Giuliani is finished. He'll never be allowed to practice law again, and he's going to be looking at federal crimes. Uh, He's going to be looking at millions of dollars in fines and potential jail crime on the federal level, Um, and he would be best advised to just start talking, start cutting deals, uh, because there are deals to be had. Uh, Cohen's already working with the state of New York to help bring down Donnie. Sidney Powell will be next. And I got to be honest with you, as Trump heads into more and more and more legal trouble, I don't understand how any lawyer, any lawyer with an ounce of gray matter would take him on as their client. There's just no fucking way. And part of this... Uh, bullshit with Rudy Giuliani also pertains to the January 6th insurrection, which we're going to start getting into now. Because he's being investigated for his role in spreading lies once again about the fraudulently stolen election in order to whip up the crowd on January 6th and help promote this event. So he's not out of the woods by a long shot. There are a whole lot of people that need to be sweating about January 6th. This week we saw Nancy Pelosi announce the formation of her uh, select committee to investigate January 6th. Trust me when I tell you, my friends, this investigation is going to be extraordinarily public and extraordinarily ugly. You Republicans didn't want it to be done with a special counsel where you wouldn't hear shit about it until the very end when a report was released. But now you guys want to do it in public. That's fine. I'm telling you, you're not going to like the end result of that. You are not going to like the end result of that. Those committees are controlled and run by Democrats. They are going to control the tempo and pace of those hearings. They are going to make sure every one of those hearings is public. And they are going to make sure everybody's testimony is public. They could have all testified behind closed doors, under oath and with a grand jury, but nope. Now they're going to have to go in front of millions of people in front of the cameras and get on record as their role, under penalty of perjury, I might add, in the January 6th insurrection. I mean, best of luck to all of you Republicans with that one. Now here's where the right-wingers will come in and say, but Tom, it's an investigation of nothing. There there was nothing more than tourists walking through the Capitol. Or, Or the other popular one that we hear so much now is that it was Antifa or BLM, which, okay, 
let, let's stop there before we go on with this idiotic line of thinking because there's some new news about all of this, but let me just stop right there. First of all, I am not some licensed or registered member of BLM, so I don't claim to speak for them, but I'm pretty fucking sure that no member of BLM will ever be caught dead even pretending to be a racist sack of shit Trump supporter. So you can stop that charade right now. Secondly, Antifa isn't a thing, you fucking morons. Antifa is a mindset, not an organization. Now, I understand that you guys have a very hard time understanding reality when it comes to is something a thing or an idea or what is it, right? I mean, you guys still think Obamacare is something you sign up for. So I can understand you guys not understanding this and just so that we can just clear that one out for anybody that just got confused by that. Obamacare is a law that dictates how the health industry, healthcare industry is supposed to operate. It is not a program like Medicare or Medicaid. But the right always talks about Obamacare as if it was a thing, right? Yeah, why don't you go sign up for Obamacare? Well, because you can't fucking sign up for Obamacare, you fucking moron. They talk about Antifa the same way. Like it's, there, it's some organization, you know. Like there's some office building in Seattle somewhere where the uh, Antifa headquarters are located and they got a shitty coffee pot off to the side and posters of, you know, Chavez on the wall or something. No, it's a mindset. Uh, Antifa is quite literally anybody who is against fascism. Which in a minute we're going to show you why these people have such a problem with Antifa because they actually love fascism, but... Let's deal with this first. So Antifa isn't a thing. So Antifa could not have attacked the Capitol. And once again, there's no way in hell any respectable member of BLM is going to get caught dead putting on one of those fucking red hats and carrying one of those fucking shit rag flags. But for all of you people who still play the the game of pushing this fantasy that it was a a left-wing Trojan horse attack of some kind, Uh, You need to understand a little somebody called... You need to understand a story about a little somebody called Graydon Young. Graydon Young. Graydon Young is uh, an Oath Keeper, and he is the second Oath Keeper to now plead guilty to conspiracy charges concerning the planning and execution of the January 6th attacks and has now agreed to work with prosecutors. Let me go ahead and repeat that for you in case you that one puts you on your heels there, Trumpians. Graydon Young is an oath keeper. You know, the oath keepers. Right wing, white supremacist, Nazi piece of shit, cocksuckers, the oath keepers. Yeah. Uh, he's an oath keeper, the second one to have pled guilty to conspiracy charges concerning the planning and execution of the January 6th attacks. Now, for the simple-minded among us, that means there are now two different members of this organization, the Oath Keepers, that have pled guilty to a conspiracy to having planned this event and carried out this event, helping direct this event. So, 
how are you still going to tell me that it, this was a BLM slash Antifa attack? Did did BLM infiltrate the Oath Keepers meetings too? Was the BLM operative that deep state that he managed to infiltrate Oath Keepers meetings and convince the Oath Keepers to actually go through with this? Or, and you know, hear me out on this one, are you such an ignorant fucking cultist that you can't deal, deal with what the fuck reality is? Folks, the people that have been charged thus far in the January 6th insurrection, the January 6th terrorist attack on our nation's capitol building uh, have been right-wingers and continue to be right-wingers. The Oath Keepers seem to have played a pretty significant role in the organization and execution of this attack. And they're pleading guilty to it. So I got a feeling that these narratives that you guys continue to push about a BLM or Antifa attack on the Capitol or how it was nothing more than a, a tour, the people just taking pictures, uh, I got a feeling that shit's not going to hold water in the long run. But, I mean, don't let reality get in the way of a good narrative, I guess. You know, same way you guys don't let reality get in the way of the good narrative of the uh, big lie that this election was stolen, which we still haven't been able to get uh, Republicans passed. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. We're fucking eight months past the election. You guys are still recounting ballots. It, it's mind-boggling to me. On the big lie news front, uh, I would like to direct your attention to the Michigan Republican Party. Let me say that one more time. The Michigan Republican Party released a report this week saying there is no widespread voter fraud. Yes, the Michigan Republican Party released a report this week saying there is no widespread voter fraud. There was an investigation into the Michigan election by the state Republican lawmakers, and it has concluded that there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud and dismissed the need for an Arizona-style forensic audit of the results of the Michigan 2020 election. The Michigan Republican Report was released uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, it followed 28 hours of legislative hearings, um, which I'm reading here uh, starred local and national pro-Trump conspiracy theorists such as former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Oh, God. The report labeled many of the claims, quote-unquote, ludicrous, and called on the state Democratic Attorney General to open investigations into those who may have profited from making false claims. So let's back that up a minute. J 
just so that you guys hear that right, that's Michigan Republicans publicly asking the Michigan Democratic Attorney General to open investigations into which people, predominantly Republicans, may have profited from making the false claims about voter fraud. The report was authorized by the Republican-controlled Senate Oversight Committee, and it said it found no evidence of dead voters, no precincts with 100% turnout, and no evidence of a Detroit ballot dump that benefited Biden, as GOP activists have claimed, over and over and over and fucking over again. From the report, quote, There is no evidence presented at this time to prove either significant acts of fraud or that an organized, wide-scale effort to commit fraudulent activity was perpetrated in order to subvert the will of Michigan voters. End fucking quote. That's the Michigan Republican fucking party for you. Okay? Just let that one sentence from that report stand on its own for a moment just soak it in let me read it again quote there is no evidence presented at this time to prove either significant acts of fraud or that an organized wide-scale effort to commit fraudulent activity was perpetrated in order to subvert the will of the michigan voters that is fucking over There will be no forensic bullshit audit wasting more time and money in Michigan like they're doing in Arizona. But is that going to stop the big lie from going on? Fuck no. Hell, it didn't even stop the big lie from continuing this week. I don't know if any of you guys are very familiar with OANN, One America News Network. It's the communist-style, Russian-style, right-wing propaganda machine here in the United States that uh, Donnie McFuckstick has taken to love so much. We have an OANN on-air personality suggesting mass executions, which is kind of nice, huh? Pearson Sharp, and let's just be honest, uh, Pearson Sharp, yeah, that sounds about right, doesn't it? Uh, The irony of his last name is not lost on me, trust me. And the overall sound of it. I mean, this guy looks like he he sounds like he should be picking out Madras ties at his dorm. You know what I mean? Pearson Sharp, or his frat house, I should say, um, (laughs) uh, is continuing to push Trump's great lie. And he says that anyone who attempted to undermine the election. Now, he's talking about it from Trump's perspective, talking about Democrats undermining an election, right? But these are his words. He says that anyone who attempted to undermine the election should be tried for treason and killed. Okay. I got a list here. You, you want to talk about people trying to undermine the election? I got a list here of... Uh, I got I got a cache of video for you of people storming the Capitol in order to uh, undermine the certification and peaceful transfer of power so we can start with them now I don't know how you how you want to work this Pearson uh, but are we talking about lethal injections are we talking about hangings or are we just going to bring back the old firing squad is that that we're just going to 
line them up on the White House lawn, old school style? Because if so, we're going to need a lot of bullets, my friend. We're going to start with that list, and we're going to make our way all the way up the top, Mr. Pearson Sharp, all the way to people who, I don't know, called up state attorney generals telling them to find enough votes to overturn the election. Would that be considered subverting, undermining the integrity of our election? Can we make this a pay-per-view event? Because I bet you we could balance our budget. But in typical Trump TV fashion, we have a, we have to have a buildup. So Donnie's got to be last. We got to get all the little guys first, and then kind of make our way up the ladder. And eventually, we'll get to the Giuliani's of the world, and then boom, Donnie will be like the uh, season finale. Careful what you wish for, Mister Pearson Sharp. Careful what you wish for. Because the people that undermined or attempted to undermine this election are firmly on your side of the political aisle. And you pushing this lie would cause you to reserve yourself a spot in that lineup. So you be careful what you wish for. In other batshit crazy right-wing news, we have a uh, Nevada group that has gone off the fucking rails. There's, hang on a second, I need a hit. This is, when you guys hear this story, you're going to be like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm not fucking kidding you, and you should go look this shit up, because it's fucking real, and they're trying to get this done in Nevada, and it's fucking insane. There is a group in Nevada calling themselves the Nevada Family Alliance, right off the bat. Nothing sus about that name, right? The Nevada Family Alliance. It gives me uh, PMRC vibes from back in the day. But anyway, the Nevada Family Alliance has proposed that all teachers wear body cams so that the universe, so that the uh, uh, school district and the uh, citizenry as, at large can make sure <laughs> that the teachers are not teaching critical race theory. No, I'm not kidding. Take. I, I understand that you're like sitting there going, "I'm sorry. What? What? What did you just second say?" If you need to take a moment with that, then you take a moment with that. But that is real. There is a group, an organization, calling themselves the, where did it go again? The Nevada Family Alliance. Are, are they pushing for cops to wear body cams in the wake of year after year after year of, of people of color getting slaughtered by officers in the streets? No, 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 no. no, no. We don't need that. What we need teachers wearing body cams so they can't teach kids critical race theory. I follow somebody on TikTok uh, goes by the name of Cannon's Fodder. She's a teacher. Um, I'm going to go make a TikTok about this after I do the uh, podcast. Um, but I would fucking love to hear her take on this. 
I would, and no, she's not in Nevada. She's in Florida. She's got her own issues. We're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to get to Florida in a minute. We're, we're making our way down to the insanity that is Florida. Uh, but if she were in Nevada, I would love to hear her. I would love to be a fly on the wall when, you know, like the superintendent walks into her classroom and goes, oh, by the way, this is the new body cam we need you to wear all day, every day, so we can make sure you're not teaching anybody critical race theory. The the speed at which the kiss my ass would come out of her mouth, I'm guessing, could only be equivalent to, you know, that of Chuck Yeager breaking the sound barrier. I know from my personal perspective, I would be like, yeah, right. And while you're down there, make sure to get the balls. Are you out of your fucking mind? Take your body camera and shove it straight up your fucking ass. Why don't you guys go out and try to push for the cops to be wearing body cameras? Not the teachers. And and what's amazing to me is not to cross, you know, political stories here, but so you guys, I'm guessing, because it's usually typical the same people believe the same shit. But so are you guys uh, down with the whole we need to arm all the teachers thing? So you want to trust them enough with fucking weaponry around our kids on a daily basis, but not trust them enough to not teach something that they actually should be teaching. I know I'm just some fucking guy on a social media app and rattling his mouth on a independently produced podcast, but if anybody from the Nevada Family Alliance happens to hear this, go fuck yourself. Fuck you, fuck your body cams, and fuck everything you stand for. Fucking lunatic, right-wing, ignorant son-of-a-bitch cocksuckers. I swear to God, where the fuck do these people come from? They're a product of their environment. I mean, think about it. Think about the people that these fucking people watch and follow and support and donate to. The, the, the Republican elected officials and candidates that these guys kowtow to. It's, it, the, the, the news, quote-unquote news people they watch. Like Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity. That's where they get this fucking shit from. Fucking body cameras. Here, think about this. Laura Ingram. Everybody knows Laura Ingram, right? Good old Nazi salute, Laura Ingram. Who, by the way, is uh, played a pivotal role, I guess I should say, in why I'm no longer allowed to have a Twitter account. I uh, got banned for life back in December of 2020 for tweeting to Laura Ingram that she was a hag. Uh, but here's the thing. If you don't want to be called a hag, then don't do haggish things. And this week, after uh, we had a little back and forth between uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and Matt Gates of Florida, which we're going to get into here in a moment, uh, Laura Ingram took to the air and suggested that if the military is going to be this defiant and teach critical race theory among its ranks, that maybe we should start cutting off funding for the military. So she takes it a step further than where body cams teachers like the Nevada Family Alliance lunatics are. 
she's actually suggesting we start defunding the military if they're going to teach things that she doesn't like. One would just be like, how the hell does that even fucking fit? How can you say that? But one has to remember that Laura Ingram is, at least in her public persona, a massive fucking racist. So um, you can understand why she would actually want to turn her back on the military she claims to support if it means being able to uphold racist ideology. So... Uh, we're going to put Laura Ingram firmly on the side of uh, defunding the military. Congratulations. You've officially become everything you despise. Um, now, in regards to critical race theory, we now need to move and focus our attention on uh, other insanity that uh, follows people who are of the same mindset when it comes to critical race theory. And that brings us to our last two stories of the week, and they are both Florida stories. Shocker, I know. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, as you know, already banned critical race theory from being taught down in Florida, so we have that lovely display of overt racism from the Republican Party yet again. Uh, And now this week... Hang on a minute, I'm going to need a hit. Because this week, Ron DeSantis decided to marry his overt racism with his overt fascism. Yeah. You're all going to want to take another hit, because you're not going to fucking believe this. I had to read the fucking article three times. I saw a TikTok about it, I immediately went and found the article, and I read the fucking thing three times. Um... Ron DeSantis down in Florida signed a bill that mandates that teachers and students at public Florida universities be canvassed for their political affiliations. Take another hit. Trust me. Now, if you're a half-baked granny out there from TikTok, uh, you're probably going to want to do two hits for every one of ours. Just try and keep up with us. We'll try and keep up with you the best we can. Uh, I'm sorry that we're slowing you down. All right. The law that this new bill that he just signed states that every university must, every public university, must assess, quote-unquote, viewpoint diversity, unquote, on campus every year through a survey that was developed by the Florida State Board of Education. DeSantis has hinted that budget cuts for schools that have low levels of, and I swear to God, I am not making this up, this is why I'm giving you the actual quotes from DeSantis himself, right, from the law itself. He has hinted that there could be budget cuts for schools that have low levels of quote-unquote intellectual freedom and viewpoint diversity. And that will be determined by a board made up and created by Florida politicians. Florida bureaucrats are going to determine what quote-unquote intellectual freedom and viewpoint diversity means 
at public universities and then figure out who gets funding and who doesn't get funding based on their arbitrary definition of those terms. Now, for those of you who are sitting there trying to figure out, well, what does this all mean? So basically what this means is a law is in place in Florida that now mandates that teachers and students at universities, at public universities anyway, in Florida, must be surveyed and they must disclose their political affiliations. Um, no. <laughs> no, that's that's never going to happen. Um, and I find it very, very ironic and disturbing that a group of people who view things like gun registries as the first step towards Nazism, the first step towards rounding people up and putting them in camps, don't view this as the first step of that. Because one of the things that the Nazis actually did do was make sure that everybody's political affiliation was registered and known. And then they went after the ones that didn't share their political affiliations. And now, teachers and students at public universities in the state of Florida must be canvassed every year and they must disclose their political affiliations so that a bureaucratic board made up of Florida politicians or made by Florida politicians can determine whether or not your university has enough quote-unquote intellectual freedom. That's straight-up fascism. That is straight-up fascism. There is zero way to sugarcoat that. Ron DeSantis has publicly displayed his overt racism and fascism all in the same month. Now, this case is obviously going to get challenged in court, and my guess is this is a case that will make it all the way to the Supreme Court, um, which used to be, one could sit back and go, yeah, the Supreme Court's going to crush that. This Supreme Court could go either way. Sh shockingly, they have been making a lot of correct decisions so far. Now, I am public as, uh, uh, publicly on record as saying that um, the decisions that we've been seeing here recently is not why this court was created, why it was formed. This court was formed to overturn abortion, and that's what you're going to see in the future. Uh, but something like this that gets before the this, this Supreme Court, who knows? It could go either way. So in the meantime, if you're a Florida teacher or student at a public university, and this thing goes into effect next Wednesday, um, and somebody comes around and asks you your political affiliation, you're a Republican, you're a conservative. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck if you're a Bernie supporter, if you're a Biden supporter, if you're center-left, if you're far-left. If you are a self-avowed communist, I don't fucking care what you are. You tell that person you are a conservative Republican. Trump won the election, MAGA 2024. And you skew those fucking numbers. Remember when the kids on TikTok reserved 
all the tickets for Trump's grand return Tulsa rally. COVID's over and Trump's back and we're going to hit the road and we're going to campaign in Tulsa. And he went out to a damn near empty stadium because they skewed the numbers. Do that shit again. Get it on Twitter. I can't. Get it on Twitter. Get it on TikTok. Get it on YouTube. Get it on Instagram. Get it wherever you need to get it and start getting that trend. Tell those people in Florida now. You you have got to start. If they show up, you got to tell them you're a conservative Republican. Let them think that that fucking school is 100% conservative Republican Trump supporters. You'll get more fucking money than you've ever seen. At a minimum, you won't lose any dollars. So, that's it. Tell them that you're a conservative Trump-supporting Republican. And make sure that your intellectual freedom is protected. Now, one might hear that story and go, holy shit! You're telling me that the Republican governor of the state of Florida not only banned the teaching of critical race theory spotlighting his overt racism, but then he signed a bill basically saying that everybody's political affiliation at universities needs to be registered with the state, displaying his overt uh, fascism? That is nuts. Florida wins. But wait, there's more. Because Florida didn't just give us Matt Gates this week, or uh, Ron DeSantis this week. Florida gave us Matt Gates too, as Florida tends to do. I'm sure if you're on TikTok, you've seen the videos by now. If you haven't, get your ass over to YouTube and look it up and watch it. This week, we got to enjoy, and that's what it was. It was enjoyment to see Matt Gates. Republican, Florida, get publicly undressed by the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley. Matt, there was, we're starting the hearings, right? We're starting the hearings on uh, uh, this whole January 6th bullshit. And Matt Gates thought he was going to be slick, right? Matt Gates thought he was going to be sly and he was going to fucking rip the military and talk about how the military is becoming too woke because they want to teach critical race theory and, the, and they're becoming too this and too that. And there were a couple of people that were at the hearing that had questions directed at them. And General Milley went to go respond to that to give his two cents on that. And Matt Gates thought he was going to be slick. I'd say, no, you don't get the answer. I want the other person to answer. And he blocked out chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. But then when it became time for one of the Democrats to take some time to question the people in front of them, a true patriot, a Democratic member of the House of Representatives, surrendered their time to General Mark Milley to be able to speak what he was going to speak on the bullshit that Matt Gates was leveling against the military all fucking hearing long. And Mark Milley proceeded to verbally ass-whoop Matt Gates. Now I'm not going to play for you the whole thing because I don't have that. I don't know how to do that. Shy of holding my phone up here, and I'm guessing that wouldn't sound very well. So I'm going to read you a small snippet of what he said. Just a small snippet. 
Quote, I've read Mao Zedong. I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong with understanding? Having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend. And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers of being, quote, woke, unquote, or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. Now, those were two different sections of his overall statement. There were, he had some statements in between those two sentences, but these are just a couple of snippets of what uh, General Milley was laying down back towards Matt Gates for the bullshit accusations Matt Gates was leveling, trying to turn a hearing about January 6th into this farce about critical race theory and the military. While this was going on, C-SPAN cameras captured Matt Gates shaking his head. In that bullshit little frat boy, shit-eating grin manner. Just stood there in disbelief, not knowing how to respond in real time. Not knowing how to respond in real time because everything about Matt Gates is fucking rehearsed. Everything about Matt Gates is canned. Everything about Matt Gates is planned out and thought ahead. Matt Gates is a fucking cartoon character. He's nothing. And he showed it. He showed it in the face of a real patriot. He showed it in the face of a real patriot sitting before him in full military dress, all of his medals, the stripes on his sleeves, indicating another six months in combat, another six months in combat, another six months in combat. The full image of a man who's given his life defending his nation. Explaining what the fuck reality is to a little frat boy piece of shit wannabe cocksucker who, oh, by the way, is currently under investigation for child sex trafficking. And that piece of shit congressman didn't know what to do. He just sat there in disbelief, shaking his head like a broken bobblehead. And when his public humiliation was over and the hearing continued and finally ended, Matt Gates retreated to his safe space. He retreated to the safety that is Twitter. And he tweeted out how men like General Milley are the reason we've fought more wars than we've won. Which in and of itself is an utterly ignorant comment to make. But let me ask you a question, Matt. Why didn't you have the balls to ask him that when you had him in front of you? Why didn't you have the balls to say that to him when you had him in front of you? Because you're a coward piece of shit. Here's the deal. I don't hide behind any fucking handles. I don't have some special name that hides my identity. I don't hide my location on my social media. My real name is on everything, so I'm putting my name on this. You're a coward piece of shit, motherfucker.
And the day you eventually go down is going to be a great fucking day for this country. You are the enemy of the state. You support domestic terrorists in their attempted insurrection. You defend the great lie and the propaganda that goes along with it. You call out others as pedophiles as you are under investigation and your friends have already given testimony to the federal government that you are in fact the pedophile. You are everything that is wrong with this country in the current state it's in. And you cannot lose your position and or go to prison fast enough. Florida. What the fuck is going on with you guys? There's some good people down in Florida, like Cannon's Fodder, like Chasing Oz. There's some good people down there. But Jesus fucking Christ. You fucking people are nuttier than an outhouse at a nut festival. Fucking crazy. Giving us Matt Gates and Ron DeSantis. Pure on, full-blooded fascism and racism. Just all mixed together in one week. With a frat boy smile. Welcome to Florida. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Listen, something else is supposed to happen today, and I don't know if it's already happened. It's very early by me. It's only 10.08 in the morning. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, we're supposed to have um, the sentencing of Derek Chauvin. And as of the time I came on the air, uh, there was nothing about it. So let me just look real quick before we wrap up this podcast. Yeah, I didn't even talk about it. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're an hour and two minutes into this thing, and I didn't even talk about it. Uh, we're, we're now up to 159 people unaccounted for in the, uh, the Miami-Dade condo building uh, collapse, which is just, I mean, I can't even fit my head around that as a former contractor, right? The number of people who have to be shitting in their fucking pants about that. I mean, so there's there's a contractor that built the building that somebody's going to want to have a fucking chat with. There's an inspector who inspected the building that somebody's going to want to have a fucking chat with. There's an engineer who designed the building that somebody's going to want to have a fucking chat with. There's going to be people in the uh, uh, building department at the uh, city, the county, that are approving shit and signing off on shit that somebody's going to want to have a fucking chat with. That whole thing, we're gonna, we're, we'll have to talk about that more on another episode. And I cannot see um, anything so far about the Derek Chauvin um, uh, sentencing. So that is going to have to be for next Friday, unfortunately. We have no news of it as of yet. Let's all head into the weekend crossing our fingers that it is a very long very painful sentence for Mr. Chauvin. Um, 
not necessarily physically painful. Uh, let him suffer. He deserves it. So that's all I got for you guys this week. Uh, I meant to end it on Matt Gates, but I also wanted to just double check and make sure we didn't have a Chauvin verdict to discuss. So, um, by the way, real quickly, uh, since it's fresh of mind because it's happening in the in the real time right now on TikTok. Um, once again, you guys do understand that just because you know where I live, uh, that's not really a great accomplishment. My, my information is public. You understand that, right? Um, and telling me you're the next town over, go ahead and keep running your mouth, buddy. Uh, I would be careful because uh, posts like that have been used in the past as proof of uh, threats. So just know know the law before you go posting stupid shit. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, just saying. All right, guys. That'll be all for this week. We'll see you next Friday. I don't know how much shit's going to go down over the course of the next week, but if it was anything like this, this week we'll have a shitload to talk about then, too. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends about the podcast. Help a brother out. And uh, until next week, as always, stay grateful.